strap, gotta protect me. Shot some 42 with a baddie, I told her naked. Now she got my chain on, dancing on me naked. I can't afford to move reckless. Got a security bag, and I'm more valuable than any fucking price tag. Used to middleman, wait for a light band. Wake up the filthy money on my nightstand. Draco underneath the bed, gotta play it safe. My man's wanna hell, cat. I told him, nigga, get a rape. Just set your mind on it. Get your grind focused. Get a vision in your head, put your eyes. Yo, 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 man. It's your boy King on Uncensored, baby. And we dropping a new episode for y'all. This is New Music Fridays. Criticisms. Because, you know what I'm saying? I'm hearing a lot of shit from the streets. And a lot of uh, cats that's reviewing albums and shit. Let me tell you something, man. A lot of reviews have been trash lately. They've been like... They've been relentless on Kendrick Lamar and Jack Harlow, bro. They've been relentless on them two niggas, man. And I had to speak about it because it was very interesting. A lot of people... Let's start on uh, Kendrick first. Because a lot of people are saying that Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers is trash. That's ridiculous. Now, I can understand if a person is disappointed. You know... I could understand if you expected a little bit more. But to completely trash the album, I think is very unfair. Now, however, I criticized two of the songs on there. United in Grief and Crown. Because I felt like Crown was uh, 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 repetitive as fuck. And United in Grief, I mean... If you took that album, that song off the album, it wouldn't be missed. But the rest of it is pretty much a home run to me, in my opinion. I'm not asking motherfuckers to, to, to like the album or dislike the album. I'm just saying a lot of people listen to, to the shit once and then, well, I'm not going to say that, didn't listen to the entire tracks once. They didn't listen to it as a whole. They just... Music skimmers. That's what I call them. Music skimmers. Do you fools listen to music or do you just skim through it? And a lot of people didn't want to give Kendrick a chance. Let's just be honest. Because they don't like a lot of the nigga music anyway. You know, he may he's not appealing enough. He's too deep. He's too woke. I mean, if he would have put out an album like To Pimp a Butterfly, then I would completely understand where they were coming from. But he didn't do that. I felt like Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers is Kendrick's most versatile body of work to me. And then there are some critics of him putting Kodak on the album. You know, those people were criticizing it. And then, you know, there's this guy on YouTube called Hip Hop Universe. I mean, I like some of his videos because he has all the subliminals and disses and um, of all the rap battles, basically, that have happened over time. 
And I understand that people got their taste, people got their preference. But this dude was shitting on Kendrick for his voice and production choice. And I'm just sitting there like, what? Like, did you pay attention to the concept of the song or did you just focus too much on the beats and the voice? And you know, that was a lot, that was a problem that I had with a lot of critics of To Pimp a Butterfly. I'm just like, y'all too focused on his voice, man. Focus on what he's saying, what he rapping and what he rapping about. Now I get some Kendrick fans want him to like spaz on the verse or whatever. I mean, the closest he got to that was United in Grief, but he didn't flow it. His flow just wasn't good enough for y'all. And that's completely fine, I understand. I wasn't a fan of United in Grief either. And I seen that nigga like nitpick the whole fucking project, just nitpicking with the with just small ass tiny criticism. I'm just like enjoy the fucking music, my dude. Enjoy the fucking music, my dude. You being a little extra. Again, I get if people were disappointed. Because they was waiting on Kendrick. Now, however, Hip Hop Universe did say some things that I didn't even know. I didn't even know that people were saying this shit about Kendrick. I didn't know that people were placing Kendrick in the GOAT conversations. I'm unaware. He's not there. Let's just keep it a buck. He's not a he's not a greatest of all time caliber rapper. Is he top 15? Absolutely. But he hasn't. And then um, the guy compared the album to other people's two disc albums. Um, as far as I'm concerned, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers is better than Blueprint 2. It's better than Streets Disciple. But it's not better than All Eyes on Me, not better than Life After Death. That album is not on that level with. You know, the Machiavelli's and, uh, you know, or the 2001's or the Marshall Mathis LP. It's not on that level. It's a level down from that. I didn't know that people were like saying this kind of shit about Kendrick. But I feel like four out of ten, that's ridiculous. That's the worst fucking rating I've, I've seen that's not a 4 out of 10 that's at least a 7 out of 10 because there were some great songs on there you know the verses you know what I'm saying I feel like he was coming from a songwriter's perspective on this project more so than a lyrical standpoint it's not necessarily the best lyrical project of the year it's one of the top 6 at maybe at 6 but songwriting and lyrical raps are two different things. A lot of people wanted Kendrick to spit more. And I completely get all sides of the curve, but those detractors that are saying like, 
this album is trash or weak or that or, or things of that nature. We don't believe you. You need more people. And a lot of people will say, oh, you're hyping up the album because Kendrick's back. No, I'm not. Not at all. I literally enjoyed the record. If it was whack, homie, I would say that that shit was ass. Straight ass. I would say that shit was straight trash. You know what I'm saying? I'll say that shit. And I don't think Kendrick has ever like put out an album that I can say like that's completely ass. That I was legitimately disappointed in. Now let's move on to Jack Harlow, right? Pitchfork gave Come Home The Kids Miss You a 2.9 out of 10. I was cracking the fuck up reading that review. And you know what's funny? One of his own people wrote that. One of his own people wrote that shit. I was like, damn. That's another album that I can say. 7, seven out of 10, 6 out of 10. But 2.9? I don't know about all that. I mean, I enjoyed Dua Lipa. I ain't like Nail Tech. Nail Tech was mid. Uh, the Blade of Grass record was fire. Dua Lipa was dope. Um, Churchill Downs was dope. Um, First Class, obviously, is hot. Um, the joint with Pharrell was mid. It was okay. But that wasn't a 2.9. You know, I, you know, if I were to give it out of uh, the Jack Harlow joint out of 10, I would have said 8 out of 10. Kendrick, I would have said a 9 or a 9.5 out of 10, maybe. Maybe 9, between 9 and 9.5. Nine and Jack Harlow, 8 out of 10. But I don't see. Here's my million dollar question. Why did people put that much expectation on Jack Harlow, though? Like, Jack Harlow? Like, nigga. Jack Harlow's a rapper. He's not an MC. Now, I can see you getting disappointed off of Kendrick. Or getting mad at Kendrick. Stand, but at the same time, like I know when a nigga put out a hot piece of garbage or performs bad, and I feel like, and then also like y'all was really expecting Jack Harlow to do 200k though. Really, I think him doing 120 is a miracle. Because a lot of people feel like he's a gimmick rapper anyway. You know, he's being uh, pigeonholed as a white Drake. He's getting that comparison a lot. And I don't think he sounds anything like him. 
I mean, he's just a dude that can rap. That's about all I can say. He ain't necessarily anything different than I've seen, you know. Y'all looking at this nigga like he was supposed to be the next big star. And that's not what he really is. He's a good rapper who makes hit records. That's about all I can tell you. But people and their expectations these days, they're making their expectations a little bit too high. Now, Jack Harlow's first album was fire. You can say that that's a C word. You can say that's kind of like a classic, especially from a production standpoint. And he didn't mess up anything. The second album was a drop off. And it was labeled as disappointing to some. And I'm like, Jack Harlow will never make an album like um, that's what they all say ever again. Call me what you want. But we got three albums that were released today that I listened to. And we're going to start off with Payroll. Um, he released a project called Back to the Basics, and it was produced entirely by Payroll. Now, Payroll has been consistent throughout his career. He's been very consistent. You know, when Detroit rappers kind of do like the same music, Payroll does something different. Same style production as them, but he's just a different type of rapper. Um, looking at my scale, I fuck with that one. I like that one. Back to the Basics was cool. Good and Rich, I wasn't really a fan of that beat. Tommy Buns, that was fire. I love Tommy Buns. Everybody can't go. I like the concept of it, but not necessarily the beat. Get Yours was fire. That's like that vintage payroll sound. My bag was cool. 580 Benz was kind of mid to me. Stayed the same was dope. Stayed the same was fire. It's a lot of lessons being, you know what I'm saying? That's that uh that's that lesson learned type type record. You know what I'm saying? The right one. Uh, that was the closest we got to a girl song on this record. Provider was good, but throw the list away. Man. That is out of there. That literally should like chart at 100 on the uh, Billboard Top 100. Like that's a hit. That's like a minor hit that'll cross over and shit. Like throw the list away was fire. All in all, um, I was a little tiny bit disappointed in it. And it's just from a production standpoint. I think Payroll's got a long way to go before he becomes like 
a great producer. He got a long way to go. Some of these beats, mm, I, I, I like half of them. I like half of them. Yeah, some of that production wasn't it for me. But, you know, payroll's rhymes and lyrics always are there. His concepts are pretty much some of the same shit, but I like it. Back to the Basics is pretty much like in the middle of Payroll's discography here. I say that this could give Spirit of a Boss a run for its money. I can't really fathom whether that's better than Spirit of a Boss. But honestly, I'm anticipating Big Boss in 3. Like, I hope he uh, he does a Big Boss in 3. That would be very dope. Now let's move on to Dreezy and Hit Boy. Hit Girl, <laughs> as they call themselves. Hit Boy has been doing albums with everybody and their mama. And once I found out that Dreezy was attached to him, to do a project, I was excited immediately because I think Dreezy is one of those female MCs that gets left out. And with this project, I kind of understand why she's left out. I mean, this is a 10 track project. I was a little bit disappointed in Hit Girl, a little bit. This project's nowhere near trash. I mean, Dreezy can still rap. And she definitely still belongs in the female rapper conversation, but I just feel like she's not mentioned enough. They not ready. Now let's get into uh, Hit Girl. They not ready. That, got, that song got me excited for that project because I was like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Dreezy's coming back. I'm interested to see, like, who she fucking with. And it turns out, Hit Boy was going to produce the whole entire album. And They Not Ready was a good start, but Jackson 5 wasn't really a, flan a fan of this song. Sliders featuring Future. This was pretty good. This should chart, in my opinion. Because Future's killing the game. And Dreezy and Future, that, that, that makes a good duo, in my opinion. Phases was a really good song. Phases was a really good song. 21 Questions. You know, this was like an old to the 50 cent version. If, you know, this is a girl version, basically. And I like when people um, do uh, updated versions of certain shit. Now, some could get away with it, but, and some shit leaves, leave shit alone. Some shit leave shit alone. And I feel like this was a good interpolation of 21 questions. So, In Touch with Jeremiah. I was a little bit disappointed in this song. Am I harsh for saying that? I just want to know because Dreezy and Jeremiah don't miss. You know, I've been following Dreezy quite a while, and she always collabs with Jeremiah because they're both from Chicago, and they were both on the same 
the same tier of artists, you know, two artists that are kind of overlooked in their respective areas, you know? Now, the song isn't bad, but compared to Ecstasy and My Body, it's not necessarily, um, it wasn't hitting for me. It wasn't hitting the same. It just wasn't. But, um, let's move on to Balance My Lows with Corey LeRae. I was shocked that this was a decent song. Not gonna hold you because, man, it's so many female rappers that's better than Corey LeRae. It's ridiculous. That's not getting the same recognition. And the fact that Dreezy linked up with her, that was cool. That was nice to throw Corey LeRae a bone. That was cool and all. But as far as I'm concerned, this was a very surprising song. The beats, I'm not gonna get on Hit Boy because that was Dreezy's. That's Dreezy's thing to pick the beats. We know, we know Hit Boy. We know Hit Boy is like one of the greatest producers to ever do this thing. So I can't fault Dreezy for not picking the best Hit Boy beats, but she picked about half and half. It's just like Payroll Project. I like half the beats on here. Easy was cool. It was all right. Vibes was mid. Real Ain't Real featuring Ink. That was probably the best song on here. That was a pretty good closer. Pretty good closer. All in all, I mean, I expected a little bit more punch in this project. I expected, to be honest, I expected um, a no hard feelings. You know what I'm saying? That's what I expected, kind of expected out of this project. You know, it seems like Dreezy did that a few times throughout the project, but not the whole thing. And there isn't, I mean, it's only one love song on here. I expected a couple of more. But all in all, I can't really nitpick this project. It's a decent project, but it wasn't what I expected. But I'm not, go- I'm not going to be that nigga that's giving it a 2.7 out of 10 or a 4 out of 10. This is an 8 out of 10 on the out of 10 scale. You know, it's definitely something you bang in the whip. Because a lot of those hit boy beats did not, you know, but I'm not expecting Dreezy to pick King's Disease type beats. Let's move on to the last album of the day. Um, Lay Kelly 47 dropped her new, her third album called Shape Up. I noticed that she's continuing a theme here because her first album was called Wash and Set. Her second album was called Acrylic and third album was called Shape Up. So she's keeping that theme going. Now, if you're unfamiliar with who Lay Kelly 47 is, um, she's a rapper from Brooklyn who I feel like is super underrated. And she's not getting the same looks as a Rhapsody, as a Coyla Ray, as a uh, Megan Thee Stallion, as a Cardi B. I feel like she's on that level as far as when it comes down to music and versatility. She's also a singer, too. 
and then she'll dabble with techno. She'll dabble with up-tempo music as well. She's pretty much what Azalea Banks should have been as an artist to me, in my personal opinion. Shape Up was an enjoyable project. It was probably the best project I heard today. Very shocking. Because I thought for sure that Hit Girl was going to be a classic. I ain't going to hold you. Dreezy is long due to drop a classic album, man. But that's probably why Dreezy's not mentioned amongst the better female artists. You know, she has the talent to drop classics, but she hasn't done it yet. I think that's probably what I just figured out. And um, Shape Up was a hell of a project. I'm not going to lie here. Chitty Bang. Um, Chitty Bang was featured in a lot in, in a commercial. And I when I heard when I saw the commercial, I was like, is that Lake Kelly 47? I know that fucking voice. I was like, oh shit. She got a commercial and shit. Yeah, Chitty Bang was hard. Dope. It was dope. Secret Service was cool. I like that one. New Money, I didn't I wasn't feeling that beat. Even though it sounded too much like Timbaland. You know, it sounded like a fake Timbaland beat. Doesn't take away the fact that the new the, the song and the lyrics are good, but that beat is repetitive and it's kind of annoying. Like I wouldn't necessarily go back to it. LL Cool J was dope. That was very that was a very catchy song. Very catchy. Zoom was another song that was catchy. The, the verses were there. The concept was there. It was a, a hilarious concept. Done right. Man. When Lay Kelly 47 gets into her R&B bag. Man. It's incredible. It's fucking incredible. And we're going to come back to that R&B side of her. So I can give you all some su suggestions. Free to Love. Yeah. That was a black woman scorned right there on that record. That was a black woman scorned record. Fellas, protect your neck. Yeah, Free to Love was crazy. Bitch, I'm the man. Another one of those up-tempo joints. It was shocking. It was shockingly pretty damn good. It had... 90s house slash techno vibes baseball this is the best song on this project baseball like just the concept of how she intertwined sex into baseball it was pretty dope some people would probably say oh this is corny I'm like bitch fuck you but um I like how she intertwined sex and baseball into many punchlines. This was like this is another one of those R&B joints. Carrie Ann I didn't like the hook at all. I didn't like that aspect. She's definitely killing the verses but I just don't that song's just not for me. Jaywalk is another up-tempo 90's techno joint that's not for me. Doesn't mean it's a bad song, it's just not for me. 
I can see it's like very Missy Elliott-esque. Hold my hand. Oh my God. Hold my hand, man. That's a five out of five if it wasn't. That shit. It's another one of those R&B bags that Lake Kelly 47 has, man. Get the Riches was all right. It was cool. Probably the only track besides maybe um, New Money that was kind of mid. Instant Classic. Dope bonus track. Dope closeout. But I want to talk about uh, Lake Kelly 47's fucking R&B bag, right? Like Top Down. Like you gotta fuck, you gotta listen to Top Down. I suggest that. Um, if you wanna know how to spell Lake Kelly 47, it's L E I K E L I 47. Just in case y'all don't y'all don't fuck with the spelling. Yeah, like and Hoyt and Sh- and, Sh- and Shermerhorn, Hoyt and Shermerhorn. That's another one of them R and B bags that she got. Sick as fuck. Definitely one of the more slept on talents. I think that um the album delivered. I think Shape Up delivered. One of the better projects this year. Not like up there, up there, but it's like on the borderline of up there. But all in all, this is King Known Uncensored. New Music Fridays. Bad reviews, and I'm gone.